Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How many muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and uh, welcome to uh, I'm Right, and he's Rob. You know, I've noticed, Rob, in every one of these openings, I say um and ah a lot right at the beginning. Like, I, like yeah. I can't find the words, even though I say almost the the same thing every time. Have you noticed that about me? I have not noticed, but now that you pointed it out, I can recall it. Yeah, yeah. that's all you're going to remember now, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. At the beginning of these episodes, we uh, we start with apologies, admissions, omissions, um, uh, accidents, and uh, everything else. And uh, I don't think we had any from last time, did we? I think we did. I don't even remember good. what last time's subject was, so no, I think we were good. <sighs> Jesus, Rob. I mean, it's yeah. not that hard, okay? You just, you, it's, it's a simple thing of remembering what last time was. It wasn't. <laughs> you don't remember either. <laughs> what? No. What are you talking about? I remember exactly everything that happened. We are brilliant podcasters, and it was um, Arnie versus Sly, the best oh, 80s action movie. Right. You schmuck. I that's just got, right. I was just looking at my notes, getting ready for this week's debate. Yes. That's and, what uh, I was doing, you son of a bee. Yeah, and we didn't forget anything. We remembered everything. They were. Right. I don't, actually, I don't think we had any. I, I d- don't remember having anything. Oh, like, oh, I think we forgot something. I'm sure that there may have been small here and there roles, like Arnold's first appearance on uh, Lucille Ball, but. Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, I said that uh, The Long Goodbye was his first movie. On IMDb, it does say that it's Hercules in New York. But I think his first uncredited role was The Long Goodbye, and I'm sticking to it. Um, all right. So uh, okay, yeah. should we should we get into tonight's then, I guess? Are we done with that so, part? Yes, I, I do say we go into tonight. And I do say this might be one of the things that you and I have both grown up with in a manner of speaking that yeah. is the kind of debate I was hoping we would have. Yeah. This is your, this after this, you're done, right? You, you yeah, can retire. No. Right. Uh, I do think this should be it, Rob. We should come up with a, uh, a system in which we remember what the last episode was. Some sort of system, like a list of our topics that we keep and we look at. That's a thing. That's homework for next time. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. I Let's just look at the list before we sign yeah. on. <laughs> that that would also be good. I mean, we talked for 15, 20 minutes before I started. Before, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's an idea. All right. Uh, let me introduce. Uh, my name is Montiac. Let me introduce my co-host. He's uh, he's the pace pot Pete to my oh. Spider-Man. He's the Bartok the Leaper to my Dr. Druid. He's the moon boy to my Thor. He's my best friend. Rob Bloom, everybody. 
Rob. Hi, and Dr. Druid falls into this list. Dr. Druid falls I into didn't. this list. As uh, Stan Lee? Or uh, it's it's uh it that is oh. uh, uh well it's a uh, it, it's a Kirby, um I just I looked did it up not you know that I just looked it up you jerk, oh. um well yeah, that is tonight's subject is the eternal artist versus writer, uh creator versus creator, mm-hmm. Stan the Man Lee versus Jack the King Kirby yeah. And by the way, co-created by writer editor Stanley and penciler Jack Kirby, Amazing Adventures number one, June nineteen sixty one. Doctor Druid. So there you go. I have. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I have I'm, Wikipedia I'm up. I'm ready to go because <laughs> this is a tough one. Uh, but yeah, this is always so. Uh, I don't know how to draw, uh, and I barely know how to write. But when we were growing up and, and making our own comic books and dreaming of making characters and stuff like that. We fell into sort of that same those same roles, right? Yeah, it. it um, I always kind of, I would say, sided with the writer or the the artist, and you sided with the writers. Um, I don't think either one of us will debate the importance of the other, but no. it's who is more important, who is who is the greater. And are we well. are we are we only talking comic books? Are we talking? Uh... We can talk the whole spectrum because uh, I said spectrum. I don't yeah, know why. I don't know uh, why either. It's because Stanley did have a great impact after his comic creating career. So right. I, I do I do think that there's some validity in discussing that. But just the two people as a whole and what they contributed. Well, I think I think for the artists, you should personally. I think if we're going to talk artist. And and uh, and writer, we we need to focus just on comic books because obviously, if I as a writer write a novel, I've created that, and I don't think it's going to be illustrated. I don't think the illustrator of the the covers of Harry Potter. Uh, I'd say we discuss and see where it goes, and okay. then we can like you know. All right. Well, if you uh, you want to leave me that wide open uh, path to victory, sure. That um, is still where I think that my guy is a little more important in the big picture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so in your mind, uh, the writing of the... So this is actually, this is kind of a different thing. This isn't even straight writers and artists because this is the Marvel way, right? Exactly. Because yeah. many of the artists were just as important as any writer, as in they were writing. Right. Uh, I mean, if we were if we were doing the debate of uh, a Bob Kane versus Bill Finger, That's it's an different. entirely different, different thing. Yeah. And I think there's a great uh, uh, documentary on Hulu called uh, I think it's Batman and Bill. I think is it or yeah, isn't it Batman and Me or Batman? Bill, and, yeah, it's, something it's, like that. Yeah, yeah. Batman. Oh, and well, I let's think. let's at least define what the Marvel way was in the right. mid '60s. The yep. Marvel way was Stan would write a synopsis. Or just kind of like, here's this, this, and this, and this, go. And yeah. the writers would literally draw their 16 pages, 18 pages, whatever the comic book was, and Stan would fill in the dialogue. Right. So and he would come to you with a story. He would come in to you with a story outline. It'd be like maybe a one-pager that says, you know, uh, Spider-Man fights the rhino. And it would be something like, it starts with Spider-Man at school. Then it's the rhino breaking or uh, uh, busting into a bank. Spider-Man sees this uh, and uh, they have an initial fight. Uh, the rhino makes an escape. 
Spider-Man goes home. Spider-Man finds the rhino later. They have a climactic battle. This is 22 pages long. Uh, only 20 Go. if we sell good ads. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was, right? Yeah. Boom. Then uh, the artists would come in. They would they would use uh, that outline. They would draw a bunch of stuff. They would certainly add tons of narrative details because of their drawings. And then finally, <laughs> uh, Stan uh, or the other would writers come would come in, dialogue. write the dialogue, write the editor boxes, write any other narration to add on to the stage. So we're, we're really talking about a wonderfully cl- collaborative uh, way of doing these comics. Uh, and it's a layered approach. It's story by um, cinematography and then dialogue. It's, it's kind of like having a director and a, what what is the, uh, the head cameraman called C- like cinematographer. I just said it. Well, no, no, I think that's no, the, that's, uh, no he's the one who's so. director of, uh, of principal photography. It's director of photography. Uh, director yeah. of photography. Uh, no, yeah. I, for some reason, I think there's another name I'm forgetting. I'll have to look it up later. Yeah. Um, and then anyway, but you know what I mean? My mission is Monty is right. It's cinematographer. Well, but like you could have different units and all that too. Yeah. And there's still, it's not first assistant director. It's no. Yeah. Anyway, you are so, talking but, about the person who sets the frames of what the how the sweeping camera angles are going to be. Sometimes the director is his own cinematographer or that person, whatever. Sometimes there's another person that says, oh, you want a sweeping shot. We're going to lay track here. We want this gonna... to be dark. We want this to be lighted. Well, we want right. it, you know, whatever. And we want to make sure that no one can see uh, the Battle of Winterfell for the first 20 minutes. That's what a cinematographer does. Um, and I'm just going to keep using the word cinematographer, and then I will look it up, and maybe next week my omission would be Rob's right, it wasn't cinematographer. But I won't. But I'm not, I'm not saying that cine- cinematographer isn't right. I, but I still think there's another word I'm thinking okay. of. Is what oh, that's fine. That, um, I don't know what goes on in your mind. So, okay, let's start off with... Uh, I think the first creator of the two really would be Jack because he started he his first creation is Captain America. Well, I don't even know if I would say that's his first creation because he was doing romance stuff. He was doing cowboy stuff. Um, yeah, but is that is he really designing characters at that point or is I, he I think, is he just I think drawing? He was. Yeah, but. You know, his first his first notable is Captain America. Right. Um, uh, and Stanley wasn't a part, even though later Stanley kind of recanted. Stanley did not create Captain America. No, Joe Simon did. Correct. Um, but there was a time when Stanley claimed it. I'm sure he spun that as I took Captain America into the modern world. I'm sure that's and that he, is true. And that, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, here's what happens. We need to boost sales for the Avengers. This is my uh, Stanley impression, by the way. Uh, the Avengers find Captain America because we bought the rights. We cleared it with Joe's family. We've stolen it from Joe. You drew it. Let's do this. Make sure he has the circle's shield, and this time he's not a Nazi. Uh, so, okay, so... W- where do you want to go with this? You, you, do you want to throw in where Jack come, or Stan comes in, or do you want to? Well, I mean, here's the thing: the, the 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 hard part about this is peeling the onion 
of Stanley's constant self-promotion, right? Yeah. You have to peel back 40 years of Stanley talking about how amazing he was and really building up this legend of how he took Marvel Comics into this new bold direction, right? So yeah, you've got to peel back that. You've got to peel back the idea of we don't really know exactly if is it is it Jack Kirby drawing a guy with webs all over his body or is it somebody saying what if we made somebody with the powers of a spider? I don't really exactly know which came yeah. first, chicken or egg, right? You're you're absolutely right that we don't know. You so know, let's it's him let's, versus it's right. his word versus his word, and and in in many ways both of them kind of admit it was a long time ago, and I didn't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Right. I don't. So let's let's talk. Let's talk. I'm gonna I want to focus on Spider Man a little bit because to me Spider Man is why Marvel is Marvel Marvel right now. Okay. Okay. Um, you can debate me that it's it's Fantastic Four or that it's the X Men or whatever, but I'm gonna stick with my personal. Fantastic thesis. Four is opening the door. Spider Man is the stamp. It's like boom. Yeah. Here's Marvel. Here's I w- Marvel. I wouldn't argue with that. Here's yet. how I... we're gonna do things. So let's say in the creation of Spider Man, uh, Stan Lee says, "Look, I'm gonna have this character. I want him to have the powers of a spider." With a spider motif, right? Jack Kirby comes back two days later, and he's got this scrawny figure with a full mask, big mm-hmm. eyes, oh, webbing on oh. it, all that stuff. Designs the outfit. Yes. The question but, is, but then which Stan more... didn't like the way he looked. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I and this I I could be wrong, but Jack or Stan, somebody didn't like the way he looked, and that's why. The first issue of Amazing Fantasy, mm-hmm. or I was not drawn by Stan. Because Jack Stan Kirby. I'm sorry, was not drawn by Jack. He he came up with the design, but that's when um oh I can't think of the artist's name. But Stan is not credited as creating or Jack is not credited with creating Spider Man. That's one of the few that he didn't create. That's crazy. Then I picked the wrong one. All right, then yes. we have to go back. We have to find something else. Let's okay. Fantastic Four, Four would be all right. So let's go with Fantastic Four. So, so so basically, here's what happens. Uh, Jack comes and says, "I want a family of four people. Each of them are different powered." He probably didn't even say a family. I got four people: a brother and a sister, uh, a big guy, and a brainy guy. And they all have different powers. The brainy guy stretches. The girl goes invisible because she's a girl, and it's the '60s, and I'm still a misogynist, and probably Steve we will go. be for life. Steve Thank you. Sorry. Uh, and the the then the one guy is a brute, and he's big and strong. Blah blah blah. Right. So then he he takes those he takes those notes and he gives it to Kirby, and Kirby draws it. Right. So the question is here is. Is it, is it the personality that Stan Lee gives each of them in their dialogue and in their story ideas, or is it the design that has the most impact in creating those individuals? Right? It's a comic medium, which means Kirby not only gets to design these characters and the way they'll look every single goddamn comic till the end of time or you know yeah i mean let's face it even when you redesign the fantastic four they still look like the fucking they fantastic still look four. yeah i mean it's right spider-man will forever look like spider-man 
even when they tweak the costume. Superman will forever look like Superman, even though it's been, yeah, I get Cyclops it. still looks like Cyclops. Yes. And they've tried really, really hard sometimes to reinvent him to make him look differently. But he but still, still got to like... keep what his core character is, which is his visor. Right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's what it is. You can take Storm and you can give her a mohawk, but she's still fucking Storm. And there's yeah. visual things that always carry through. So that's well, that, that's what I'm talking about. But what I'm <laughs> but what I'm also thinking, like when I think of the Fantastic I'm... Four, one of the biggest things about the Fantastic Four is Kirby's ability to draw backgrounds and to specifically do that mad science look. Like the 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 Fantastic Car and all these other things are these design elements that Kirby does that really add to what the Fantastic Four is doing. The Fantastic Four is doing high science, um, uh, 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 crime fighting. Right? I mean, they're not. They they just never are doing like oh the Fantastic Four just stopping a bank robber. No, it's a bank robber who's using multidimensional technology to do it. That's how they stop. You know, that that's the sort of crime. The mole men and all that other kind of stuff. Well, that's okay, what here's here's doing. my big argument in favor of, of Jack. Okay, first of all, Jack had a work ethic that was second to none. The man could draw and draw and draw and was if you look at the window that we've discussed this before, especially with kudos to uh too many names going back and forth. Stanley, for how many characters he created. But yeah. in that same vein, Jack Kirby created that same amount of characters in that same window and was cranking out eight, ten books a month. Yeah. That that he he may had other help, but he was still doing layouts, he was doing design. I and his his style had Growing up, I didn't like it because I was I was young and I didn't understand what styles were. And the the man literally reinvented the way any comic artist from this day from that day forward ever drew. Uh, you you look at the world he created with Thor, the mm-hmm. the, the the world alone, just the the circles and the patterns and the connecting dots and Kirby Crackle and things that. Just his foreshortening and his blocky hands and faces, and he could tell a story with very little. That until I got older and realized what he was doing with his panel work and his his illustration and storytelling from panel to panel was second to none. I, literally, is the master of what can be done in in just a few panels, just to tell an impactful story. And that's where, where I think of, it's very collaborative. There's no argument that you, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have the Marvel universe without Stan. You wouldn't have the Marvel universe without Jack. And I think that some of the fantastic four, Thor, the original X-Men, Iron Man. I mean, the list goes on and on that Jack has just as important of a creation. And here's where here's where the argument really stands. Mm -hmm. Jack left DC in the early 70s or left Marvel to go to DC in the early 70s. What did he do while he was there? He created the fourth world, which is dark side, new gods, all that stuff, new gods, uh, Mr. Miracle, Commandy, Omac. Uh, the demon, 
all these characters have gone on to still be just as successful, and he also wrote those. And yet they were still successful on their own right. They and right. and living to this day and are just in Thanos is a complete ripoff of Darkseid. Uh, it's yeah. He went on to keep going where Stan kind of hit his peak and then became something else. He became more of a spokesman and was not a writer after what do you want to say? 1970. He kind of dude. I don't, yeah, I I'm not that much of a nerd. I. <laughs> I don't know well, when he's I really stopped. don't think, I don't like, think but I don't think it's because Fantastic he, Four. He let me put it to you this never the same. Let me let me put it to you this way. I don't think Stan Lee stopped having the ability to write comics. I think Stan Lee became an editor and saw where he could make a much bigger impact. I think that's the difference. I think the reason the Marvel way is the Marvel way isn't necessarily because it's some great experiment and collaboration. I think the Marvel way is the Marvel so way. So they could crank out as many comics is, as possible. It is because they could generate. I mean, when you talk about he was, you know, plotting and drawing all this, mainly because he didn't have to. So here's what happens if you write a, if you write a comic the let's call it the non-marvel way the normal way where i write a comic where i write exactly what i want to see in each page or even maybe the each panel where i'm laying out what i want to, to see and i'm writing all the dialogue but they are much more that, that's what happens nowadays because they are much yeah. more operatic or uh, episodic and right yeah but so so you're doing all that right and the writer is writing all that stuff beforehand then the artist then has to Match what it is, but there's almost also an oversight of, is this panel doing what this panel should be doing? Am I mm -hmm. editing something? Can I not make this work? Is this not going to work the way the writer did? I have to go back to the writer and say, look, I this is not going to look good. And the writer has to say, oh, let me change it. And then he has to do and that's, it. It that's slows a, the process down. When you just give a one-pager and say, this is the story... This is how I want you to – this is overarching what I'm going to do. You do what you need to do to make it look good, and then I'm going to come in and fill it in and make it look – and make it all make much more sense to the reader. Well, and during this time frame when Marvel was just starting, DC was their publisher. Do you remember this? Like, And DC yeah. only allowed them to have, I want to say, 10 to 15 books a month and wouldn't allow them – and they had very, very marginal – uh, budget to work with for writers and I think literally Stan was the only writer yeah and that's why like all the money went to doing these and that's why he wrote that way was I don't have the time and no. we have to get these 10 books out yeah we, we got to just turn this and turn this and turn this and I, I think it's a great way I think when you look at doing comics the Marvel way when you look at it now you can see oh it you know you see all the the benefits of the collaboration but then it also adds to this thing of who who created who, who's, you know, the ego gets involved of who's the sure. more important of the two. Well, but, when characters are making money like Deadpool, that's when the character starts to go, well, I, I, I co-created that. I want some of my royalties. Right, and, right. Uh, and who blames? I don't yeah, blame them. No, I don't blame me either. Uh, does the, does the person who invented, uh, invented uh, Deathstroke get co-creator of Deadpool? Yeah. <laughs> they... No, that's that a good great? damn point, isn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah. So here's the here's the deal, though. This is this is let's the crux of the writer versus, and I'll make my opinion. And uh, and this is it. Uh, is it is it Kirby who writes the fact that 
fucking Peter Parker is always down on his luck? Is it Kirby that invents the fact that no matter how cool he is at, at, at Spider-Man, uh, that Peter Parker continues to get shit on constantly by life? That's or, a damn good point. Because because when I think about it, one of the biggest points of like uh, a Spider-Man in in those Marvel comics was the fact that we got away from being, uh, for lack of a better term, Batman godlike and, and yeah godlike. and fucking and Superman and godlike and these infallible people. Spider-Man is a is a yeah he's got superpowers but they're not so incredible superpowers. He's not, and he's well, not crazy. His best power was is that you could relate to him. Literally, right. that's his best power is I could put myself in his shoes. Yeah, but what and, I'm saying is, is he didn't have a. I mean, he was kind of sciency, but he also uh, didn't didn't have uh, like you he know. He was a schmuck who couldn't talk to girls, and yeah, right. he, he wasn't Bruce Wayne. He didn't have yeah. all the money. He, they weren't he didn't perfect. Have, God I like. mean, even even the Fantastic Four has the Baxter building and there's this air of them being rich. They're rich enough to have a rocket. They have tons of white privilege, I guess. But they had family saying. problems. They had they were they they had real problems. Yes. In addition to being superheroes. They, right. That's exactly. Marvel. Yeah, that is the Marvel way. Totally. Is we're going to make these guys these superheroes, but they're uh. also going to have tons of fucking problems. And I think that is where the writing comes in is yeah, that sad sack shit isn't necessarily an artist making that decision of I'm going to make him a sad sack. That doesn't happen without you as a writer saying, I'm going to make this guy a little bit of a sad sack on it. I, w- I want to show the dichotomy of these amazingly heroic things that he's doing. Can we, can we at least agree on this, on this fact that Marvel in the mid sixties, the early to mid sixties, it was the perfect storm of, one of the best collaborative junctures that Kirby being the artist that the, the timing was perfect. Oh, yeah. And no, I, you don't <laughs> Robert, you don't have to tell me how much greater Marvel is than DC. That is something oh. we've agreed on. <laughs> That's not what I said. That just... Thanks for walking I, into that they, one, bro. It, honestly, it's like apples and oranges when you talk DC and Marvel. No, but it is. I think, it is. Marvel in the early sixties is amazing. Yeah, but one is a scrappy independent, and one of them has been owned by a large conglomerate for longer than anyone remembers. Um, <sighs> uh, so yeah, I mean that that to me, I, I guess the thing is this: in the in the comic book medium, visuals make so much sense, and all the action and all the cinematography or whatever you call it, that is all the artist, and that is a huge part of what gets you into. I love the way he broods on uh, on a on a on a building uh, precipice. I love the way his I love the way he when he spins that hammer or the way his cloak looks when he's casting a spell. These are all great things, but to me, what sells the characters long term is those personalities, and I just don't necessarily think the artist has as much in that when he's not writing the the dialogue he's not writing the thinking well and, and he's not and setting up those main stories one of the greatest showmen of all time in stan lee who whether it's true or not could go you know in interview after interview after interview even when both art artist and writer were alive just was not afraid of the camera where uh, jack kirby was notoriously shy and didn't like to talk and very humble was a very right. humble guy where stan was the showman and in many interviews, you would see him say things like, 
Well, I just saw this recently where he was talking about where he didn't understand why Superman could fly. Just by sheer will, he could fly, and he was very frustrated by that. So he came up with the idea of spinning the hammer and then throwing it. Right. And that and that made more sense to him. And, you yeah. know, things like that make me believe that at least that was part of his what sensibility, I love, what he was telling the artist yeah. to do. And what I love, uh, see, and that's always one of the things that has always stuck out to me about Marvel versus DC is it always felt like Marvel tried a little harder to explain why shit was happening. You know what I mean? It, that's not a knock on DC. DC doesn't have to. No one has to explain how Superman flies. I don't they care. Do. Yeah, and, only because but... there's like this immense pressure and because nerds got that way. The same nerds who wanted a, a Star Trek compendium that... Metachlorians. After yeah. a while, they become Metachlorians. <laughs> Metachlorians. Yes. Yeah. Because eventually nerds need some goddamn explanation for it. And then we get Wolverine Origins, and... <laughs> which I kind of like. I actually do like it, but you can you take away some of the mystery sometimes when you dig too much. But yeah, yeah, you do, and that's I'm not I'm not a big I'm not I'm not necessarily a big fan of uh, of uh, of too much of that, man. So I I mean that's but to me I guess that's the thing. I think in the dialogue is where you get that personality. You can draw some of that personality and you can draw the emotion and stuff like that in the in the drawings. Uh but I you know I'm I'll I'll beat you to the jump here. Uh you you I thought I had you in the corner but then you you pretty much bring up Spider-Man and you know like you said any you could draw him you can it's his voice that makes him Spider-Man. And that's stood the test. I, Tony is Tony because of those words. Uh, Tony Stark is yeah. Tony. Um, Reed Richards is always going to be, you know, a dick. I mean, Namor. Yes. Oh yeah. Namor is Namor because of Stan Lee. Uh, Foolish mortals. That's how I think Namor should sound. Foolish mortals. I am the prince of the seas. You know, I listened to about three podcasts, and all three of them called him Submariner, and somebody else in the podcast <laughs> I did correct them. I found that they were like, "Woody, it's not." And like, well, we never saw it anywhere. Yeah. And the one guy said, "Well, it was on a cartoon in the '60s. Otherwise, I would have never known myself." <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Submariner. Seems like it should be Submariner. It, it has been minds. a debate. Yeah. Um, um, no, I I concede, well, and I will I will. Well, 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 you're gonna concede because I was just about to throw you a bone. Okay, well I'll take the bone. What's the here's bone? the bone? We're talking about a visual medium. No matter how great the story was of Peter Parker, if it wasn't splashy on Amazing Fantasy 15 of him, you know what I mean? If if you don't have the image of Superman carrying a oh, car, if, if you don't have the fucking image. Dark. It, if you're talking about what gets you in and what keeps him, it, it's the artist. But what has made Peter Parker last? Okay, can yes, we're getting a Spawn movie, but can you tell me the last time Spawn was relevant? Because I can't, and I've been reading comics, and that is artist based. That yeah. is not story. Okay, based. you know what? I didn't even think about this, Rob. Thank you. I should have brought up Image Comics a long goddamn time ago. We could have had this been a 10-minute episode. Yeah. Because really there's so many things in Image Comics that were all artists, and and, and they were all and beautiful. Sadly become, not sadly. Wonderfully, they have become the industry's uh, garage band. 
for yeah. lack of a better way, like where people go to try and some fail and some succeed. The ones that succeed are phenomenal. Right. But the ones that fail, you just don't want to talk. But yeah. Image has become a very cool place for art and writing. You gotta have you gotta have both. I I, I don't I'm not gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your concession because I think I need a win. Uh, I think I feel like I haven't won in a while, so I'm gonna yeah, take your concession. Least, so. But I'm gonna say that this is a hollow victory because I really honestly think these uh, it's it, when we're talking comic books, it absolutely absolutely has to be both. If you have a great writer but a shitty artist or a crappy design something's going to give. You know what I mean? You're going to either well, redesign the whole thing. You're, you're not going to get You're not going to yeah. get you, people aren't going to want to pay attention unless it's really I mean I do, I don't want to throw any artists under the bus, but I can remember a time reading like Sandman written by Neil Gaiman, the the master oh, yeah. of the Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I just I'm not they weren't bad artists, they just weren't eye-catching or dynamic to me and so they didn't keep my interest. And or, that or they're in a style that might have been right in somebody else's wheelhouse but if it's not it was a little yours, plain to me but it's yeah. not i wasn't putting the artist down it just didn't feel dynamic but many people argue it felt good with the story i still found them kind of boring but how many times have you gone in though let's let's talk about the other side how many times have you gone into a book and you've seen just shit tons of text in a comic book I hate, I hate that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Miller just kept getting that way more and more and more. And he's one that, yeah, it's he like, shot his bolt early. And where, where it's just like tons of text in the yellow box. I hate or talking heads. I talking really hate heads. talking. I you know, hate who, you know who does the best talking heads? Bendis. Bendis does amazing. Like you remember? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, uh, new, new, new Avengers, Avengers was an the amazing look too. I think yeah. was, was an amazing thing of taking talking heads but being so good that it worked and i think he even used what he what he, the best thing that he did was he did the whole trope of a mockumentary to explain all that he got all this wonderful character development done by just faking like it was like a fucking documentary you that, that you would see writing superman what's that did you know he's writing Superman? I did know that he's writing Superman. Is it and making Superman really better? And it's really good. Yeah, of course it's it is. Really good. Of course it is. I see. I think right now, this is the other thing that I would say too. This is my victory lap. Right now, there are tons of amazing artists. There are absolutely tons of amazing artists that are doing amazing work. But if you don't have a writer, fuck that shit. If you don't have a good writer, your books go to fucking shit real fast. And sometimes you can have a good writer, and sometimes you just didn't catch. I, I don't want to put a year, but in the recent memory, uh, it's been a it's been a a generation of where we follow writers. You know, like I yeah. do remember people following John Byrne when he went to Superman. But I mean, maybe it was I was too young to care. But I don't remember people following writers like they do now. Yeah, like. Jonathan Hickman is doing the new X-Men. Holy crap, that sounds amazing. And yeah, I, can't I don't wait care to what that. artist you put on it, I will read right. Jonathan Hickman on X-Men. But you know, part of that though to me too is because you've got social media and you got Twitter and you got these guys who are writers with more True. more True. chance to be their own stand the man 
and and woo you in with their personality and their writing and their thinking behind these characters that get you. But to that go. also works for artists as well because yeah. of things like Instagram and you get to see what they're working it's on. And... I follow uh, Chris. Uh, how do you spell Samney? Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say Chris Sami, and then I couldn't remember if it's Sam. Sam yeah, yeah, he was big on uh, Captain America and recent, but uh, yeah. he did the Mighty Thor, which was so good. Yes. I follow him on Insta. I love it. He does tons of like doodles and shit. Um, I still follow Jeremy Hahn, who you know we met back in yeah, the day because he's yep. a Midwestern guy. He's really he's grown as a mm-hmm. really good artist. Yeah, he has. Not that he was bad ever, but he's gotten really dynamic and amazing. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so I think that's I think that's a funny thing now. I mean, we talk about Stan back in the day, the the making sure that he introduced the spider-man that's like the big thing to me too that's why everyone that's why he's in so many cameos is because he started doing that back in the 60s with introducing spider-man is amazing you know doing all that bullshit is what helped his voice yeah, yeah I, I knew his voice before i knew who the man was right he also by the way is uh the the uh j jonah jameson is just stan lee with a flat top you think so? Yes. I've actually read that. I, I've actually read, I think it was Ditko who said he basically just made J. Jonah Jameson Stan Lee. Hmm. And it's Stan Lee at his worst, not Stan Lee at his best normally. Oh, I can imagine that he'd be very beating the drums, get, mm-hmm. get the things in gear kind of. I can see that. Yeah. There, I have a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what book you're talking about. No, no. No, I mean, what you do? The I have Marvel a book Wars about. Or, what's that? Is it called the Marvel Wars or something? I thought I yeah, saw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you do know. Yeah, it was when Marvel was uh, virtually bankrupt, and yeah. there was uh, there was a um, uh, a fight for the future of Marvel, and thank God, the the best people won because obviously, I mean, you know, I I remember when Disney bought Marvel, and we were all freaking out. But Disney has done an amazing job of saying no. Keeping <laughs> they, their hands up, really. They've done the Warren Buffett. They said, we're buying this company because it runs right. We're not going to fuck with this company because it runs right. <laughs> We've, we're smart enough to know we're just going to buy it and cash these checks. Um, here's one of the funniest things I think uh, that's come out recently is uh, so NBC. So I don't know if Hulu's going to be around. And I know we're off the subject yeah. now, but. So I don't know how yeah. much Hulu is going to be around because Disney has just become the controlling interest of Hulu. Is NBC, it going to become like ESPN 1, 2, and 3? Is that, I was I wondering so. about that. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Um, so, but uh, but you, NBC Universal slash Comcast Xfinity was already pulling out of the consortium of Hulu because yeah. they wanted to start their own streaming service themselves, right? Um, but what I think is really funny is in the early upfronts, Xfinity Comcast was like, yeah, this is going to be twelve ninety nine a month. And then Disney waltzes in with its giant billion dollar <laughs> Avengers dick and is like, we're going to make it five ninety nine or, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking Comcast is like, God, well, fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Disney, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got a billion dollars that we made from this movie. Um, so we're just going to shit coins and make whatever we want. Guess what, everybody? Here's a Fing Fang Foom uh, TV show. <laughs> Fuck it. Well, okay. Here's Fuck what I will it. say, at least in closing. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's get um, back on subject. 
Marvel has, at least in recent years, recognized, and not that many people didn't already know, but they at least have recognized where instead of just being created by our Marvel Universe, created by Stan Lee, it's now Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. So Jack yeah. Kirby's getting some of the recognition. He was never going to, even if he lived to this day, was never going to be the spokesperson that Stan Lee was. Yeah. He just wasn't. He was a quiet, soft-spoken man. Um, but I... I I think visually, you, you just look at every costume that's out there, and he had his hand oh, on it. Definitely, Kirby dots in its like. I remember when we were just starting collecting comics and stuff like that. I didn't know enough. I didn't know what was going on. I, I oh, me too. Stuff. Me too. But I remember looking at Kirby dots, and it wasn't even Jack Kirby drawing them. But it was Kirby Dots. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, yeah that was, looks. It was copied by every artist after a while. That looks so cool. Now you can't do cosmic shit without Kirby Dots. If you're gonna draw something in space, you better have some fucking Kirby Dots around, or I'm not buying it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's amazing. Uh, God, and and by the way, just Google characters created by Jack Kirby. It's amazing because there are do two. You- Hundred pages. Thor Ragnarok is a is a love letter to his art. Yes, the, the movie absolutely. Thor Ragnarok is nothing but Kirby nods everywhere. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, do you have a favorite character created by Kirby? Since we've not really we've talked plenty about Jack. Do you have a? Oh well, yes, my favorite probably character Captain created America. By Captain America. <laughs> yes, ask another yeah. dumb shit question. Uh, favorite costume then? Can oh. you think about your favorite costume? Um. Oh. Jesus. Um Okay, well my favorite character is Orion. Uh-huh. I've always oh, this, yeah. he, he's probably just one of those like he's he's one of the few DC characters that he made that I love. But I uh-huh. uh but then my favorite costume is probably Mr. Miracle because it's so gaudy and flashy and yellow, green and orange and yeah. big capes and Kirby paraphernalia I, all over it. Yeah, I would say uh for me, um I would say Fourbrush Man. No. Um, I actually was always a big fan of Nick Fury's 60s uniform. You know what I'm talking about? The blue jumpsuit and oh, the yeah, white yeah. belts everywhere. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The yep. I, I think I always liked that was... I always thought that those Nick Fury shield things were kind of dope. And maybe that's because, you know, I'm... Uh, you know, I, I like James Bond. I like espionage stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the espionage stuff. Um, you know, he created Thunder. He visually created Thunder the Barbarian. I did not know that, but that makes yeah, perfect sense, too. Uh, I, he worked on the Super or Super Friends. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say he. I know he did Brave Star. Yeah. Um, I don't think he did He Man, but it looks like. It could have been ripped off of this stuff. I could be wrong on the He-Man. But I do know that he did Thundar, which is, you know, He-Man before He-Man came out. Yeah. Uh, Thundar the Barbarian is the one of my favorites, man. It's it's pretty dope. Lords um, of Light! Hookla <laughs> the Mock. Um, yeah, I, I think... I, I, I think, yeah, I mean... I, God, that's, the other thing is, all of that early Thor shit, man. That, that whole Thor look... Uh, of I, all of Balder, the Asgardians. Which is one of my favorites. The the helmet that Balder yes. had with big old, it looks like a pitchfork on his head. Yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, if we're talking, I mean, we, we get into some crazy stuff. Uh, Baron Zemo is also 
uh, yeah, a, a Kirby uh, thing. Claw with the big yeah uh, dish on his hand. Yeah. Uh, How about High Evolutionary with the ha- the handle? Oh, that's a, yeah. The yeah. handle on the head, which is funny. I mean, well, Doctor uh, Doom. Yeah. Doctor Doom's got a uh, uh, well. I mean, well, then Galactus. there's also Galactus is a pretty cool design. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. So, but then also, um, Pacebot Pete. So Pacebot Pete. Strange Tales 104, January 1963. Did you know that both of them created Groot? Uh, I did not know that. But isn't Groot uh, the first time Groot was around? It's was a monster. He was yeah, yeah it's in a monster comic that. Kirby invented the Newsboy Legion. Are we just looking at the same Wikipedia page? No, no, I, mean, no, I know this stuff. Oh, you know. Oh, you're just yeah. smart. Okay. No, I just know Jack Kirby stuff. Uh, yes, I do know. He, and the Guardian is another one of my favorite DC characters. But um, the Guardian, Newsboy Legion. I I was never a fan of the Demon. Um, I wasn't really a fan of Omac. I kind of liked Commandy because it had a little bit of lore with Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darkseid was first appeared in a Jimmy Olsen comic book, of all things. Jimmy Olsen, one or two, something like that, yeah. was Darkseid's first appearance. Um, I love Orion. I think The Hunger Dogs is a really cool miniseries. Um, I know I'm forgetting something else. Yeah, The Demon never was... Was not your not your thing. Yeah. Oh, his later stuff when he went to Tops, uh, the the people who made baseball yeah. cards. Yes. Um, I don't know did, any of that. He, uh, his last few years, um, back when Wizard Magazine was starting to, you know, oh was yeah, on the, yeah. Um, he was doing. He ended his career with Tops. They were doing a character that was pretty much a, a total rip off of um, Captain America. He had a big old star in his face, and I don't even look it up. Jack Kirby tops comics, T O P P S comics. Yeah, I know. I know okay, well, I'm just making comics. sure. Um, um, yeah, look it up. He he ended his career, and he was doing kind of a uh, Captain America ripoff. I'm looking at. I even right want now. to say. I even want to say he had like an eagle shaped shield. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Star on his face and... Um, hold on, there's a Bombast. Oh. Secret yeah, Bombast, City. I remember. That was another one. There's a Night Glider. Secret City Saga. I'm, I'm looking at... I can see the guy. Yes, he's like a yellow tunic, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, been a, a, it's a red season. star in his face with white yeah. stripes coming out, a yellow tunic with a red eagle on it, and his Does name is Captain shield? Glory. Captain Glory, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let me look up Captain Glory here. I, I literally have looked in the images first. Um, he still may get created, like he may have created it, but it's obviously Captain America. Right, which he also created. So, you know. Yeah, no animosity. Yeah. Secret City Saga. Uh, I forgot about the I can I can see the Secret City logo. It was Right. Yeah, Tops, you know, it was during the speculation boom right after Superman died and Wizard Comics was in its heyday that mm-hmm. 
Jack Kirby kind of, you know, he was the big name at this teeny company that was trying to do comics instead of baseball cards. And yeah. I'm trying to look up. Is it is it Captain Victory or is it? That sounds better. Yeah. Here, well, since I've, yeah, I can yeah. look on my phone. Uh, Captain. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, guys, where we look up things for you. Um, anyway, uh, Captain Victory and the Galactic Rangers. I don't know if that's yeah. the same. No, that's a different character. Captain Victory is a different character than that one. No, but uh, Captain Victory is cool. <laughs> yes, um, Captain Victory is, in fact, cool. Uh, so there you go. We can look that up for next time. Yeah, we, we, we can post some Captain Victory pictures. Oh, yeah, there's a... Here's a really cool one that somebody's drawn uh, that I kind of like. A Captain Victory drawn by Sam Solace. That's pretty dope-ass looking, actually. Um, anyway, all right. So let's recap. I won. Writers are more important. Artists are shit, and they should be kept in the basement. Okay. I think that's a good episode. Um, Silver, Silver Star. Silver Star? Is that what it is? Is that who you think it is? It's a Jack Kirby drawing, but it doesn't look like. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I was, I was right. Uh, what did I say, Captain something? Captain Glory. Look up, just look up, fucking Captain, Captain Glory. Glory. Yeah, it's Captain Glory. I found damn it. Damn it. Every damn time. I'm trying to end this episode before we just spend 20 minutes googling images. Okay. Captain Glory. There you go. Uh, which also kind of looks like uh, uh, that one DC Comics guy with the shield. Um. All right. So, what's that? Guardian. Guardian. Or... Yeah. 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 I feel like he's got some guardian overtones. Maybe that's just oh sure. Me. Well, and he created Guardian, and he also created that other Guardian ripoff too. I can't yeah. think of his. Oh, the anyway. uh, the the there's a <laughs> there's a DC Marvel team up with Captain America and General Glory. That's weird. All right. What? Yeah. Uh, I'll send you the link. All right, everyone. Yes. I won. I'm right. He's Rob. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, next episode, it will be just us Wikipediaing things and Google uh, image searching while we try to find a topic. Uh, hey, Rob, why don't you end yes. the show with our famous ending of the show catchphrase? What? Why do people think my fighting stance is weak? I like that one. <laughs>